Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider Mike Singer. It's time to talk Notre Dame football recruiting with Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett, the host of Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Mike, good to see you after you had a nice vacation. Welcome back. Yeah, appreciate it, Darren. It was, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say well-deserved. I feel like I deserved it, but it, it's, it's definitely good to be back. Well, it was deserved, and also I think you didn't have any interruptions, which was even better. Yeah, no new commitments. Uh, you know, definitely some recruiting news, which Ashton Pollard did a fantastic job covering at blueandgold.com. But, yes, no, uh, I think last year when I went on vacation, Jadarian Price committed, you know, out of the blue without visiting campus. So I was like, ah, oh, man, you got a commitment. Yeah, it's never ideal, but, hey. Um, yeah, this one was uh, it was perfect. Well, let's talk a little recruiting on this Tuesday. Let's start at the quarterback position, well-documented. Currently, Notre Dame does not have a quarterback in the class of 2023. That could change very soon as we bring into the conversation Austin Novosad, a Baylor commit, who I guess, Mike, is it the right way to say he reopened his recruitment but is still committed to Baylor because – there's some pretty good schools after this young man right now. Yeah, whether or not you want to call him a commit to Baylor, it's it's semantics. You know, like I don't even know you can call Baylor the leader. Like may, may, people have differing opinions on that. So, um, you know, he's committed to Baylor on paper, but it's very much a four-team race um, between the Bears, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and, and Texas A&M. You know, if he weren't going to consider Baylor anymore, you you decommit. But he's still very much considering. Baylor so it's like why, why would you decommit just to recommit like two weeks later or something there's no point so uh, Darren as we record this he's at Notre Dame's campus right now for that big barbecue cookout which is mainly for the 2024 class but uh, there's a couple 2023 players including him so six three hundred eighty five pounds riser in the rankings recently um, he's a number four uh, excuse me 140 player nationally uh, in number uh, 10 quarterback in America. So, um, yeah, Notre Dame getting him on campus, Darren, it's it's a big deal. You know, they they lost the Dante Moore sweepstakes to Oregon, and they, they need a quarterback, and Novosad's the guy they've zeroed in on. I think after this week, I think this is the most important week in Novosad's recruitment. I believe he's visiting Baylor on – he's visiting Baylor, I believe, it's Saturday. It's been talk about him maybe getting to A&M. Um, where both of his parents attended college. Um, I don't think Ohio State is a big factor, so I think it's going to come down to A&M, Baylor, Notre Dame personally. And it's just, for Notre Dame's sake, they're going to need to crush this physics. I personally think that he's going to kind of make this final decision here sooner than later, definitely before the start of the senior season. And um, Darren, we talk all the time about dead period versus the non-dead period. So dead period no face-to-face contact with the recruit coach, right? July and August is a dead period, except for the last week of July, which we're in right now. It's a Novosad's on campus. So this is kind of their shot. If he's wanting to knock this decision out by the start of September, this is their shot having him on campus um, to, you know, re- really take the lead for him. They offered him just two weeks ago. 
So it would be quite an impressive win if the Irish are able to pull it off, and just time will tell if they are able to. Mike, did something happen with Nova Sad that caused him to draw more attention from some bigger schools over the last few weeks? Was there a something that happened this summer that increased his visibility? You know what, Darren? I don't. Know. I know he did really well at the Elite Eleven out in California at the end of the month, but A and M had already been recruiting okay. him. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a very fair, good question. Um, but it, it, I mean, you watch his junior tape and, and high level ball in Texas, and he absolutely went nuts as a junior. Um, so I mean, he committed to Baylor last December. Was very content with that pledge, and then, um, you know what, Darren? I, I. I Look, Texas A&M was in the Dante Moore sweepstakes. They were, you know, after some big-time quarterbacks as well. Jaden Rashad, who committed to Miami. Um, obviously, Notre Dame was after Dante Moore. So, now I'm answering the question. It's kind of a domino effect. Yeah. That, that's kind of my read on it. He's, he's been the same quarterback this whole time. Um, but it's yeah, a matter of some dominoes falling. And, um, yeah, and, and Nova said the guy for a lot of these schools now. Mike, is it fair to say that Notre Dame at this point, they're focused in on Nova Sad and option B and C are just kind of back burner at this particular point? I mean, if I say yes, like B and C are back burner, that sounds bad for right. Notre Dame, right? It's like, why aren't you recruiting? But it, it, this is going to be, this is not going to be a recruitment that drags out like, like a Dante Moore. Like I, I think Notre Dame's going to kind of know where they stand whether good or bad here in the next couple of weeks. That's at least my opinion. Could he stretch it out into the fall? Yes. Um, but they, they are aware in, in, in conversation with other quarterback prospects, they're going to take a quarterback in this class unless plans have changed um, from what I'm told. Nova Sad's their guy right now. If he goes elsewhere, then, um, you know, they, they have some names lined up. Okay. So Nova Sad is in town for a little barbecue that's taking place at the university of Notre Dame. Can you tease us a little bit, a couple of the individuals that are at this barbecue that we should be aware of? Yeah, so um, premium subscribers over at blueandgold.com. I hope you read my big visitor preview. I mean, that, that article took me a couple hours to put together because there's, I think it's almost 30 players, and then that's including seven commitments. Um, you got three players in the 23 class. You got Austin Novosad, obviously. Uh, Drake Bowen, Notre Dame's linebacker commit. I believe this is lucky 13 visit <laughs> to Notre Dame. How about this? Jaden Greathouse committed to the Irish in mid-July, who's from the Austin area, just like Austin knows that he's on campus as well. So um, really there just to recruit Novosad. Um, Greathouse and, and Novosad have been friends in middle school. But you got a 2026 recruit even on campus, a rising freshman with an offer from Boston College. But it's really for the 2024 class. C.J. Carr, um, you know, Notre Dame's quarterback commit in that cycle. He's on campus. And again, this is as we are recording this. They're all at Notre Dame, um, you know, late Tuesday afternoon. Um, you got four of the five 2024 commits. You got a handful of top targets, several defensive linemen. Um, I would say the headliner of the 2024 targets is Ryan Wingo, uh, number 11 overall player, number four wide receiver in the 2024 class. He's from St. Louis University High School in Missouri and you know he was planning to visit and then he told me over the weekend he wasn't going to and then he told me yesterday that he was indeed going to visit Notre Dame so second visit to South Bend this summer uh, five-star caliber wide receiver big time talent Notre Dame now having him on campus again for a second time so it's a, it's a pretty big deal um, so that's a big one Justin Scott 
on three ranks as the number three player, nationally number one defensive lineman in the 23 class from Chicago St. Ignatius. That's obviously a, a local prospect from a, a, a school that should Notre Dame should do very well at. Um, Notre Dame is doing a really good job in that recruitment since offering him in the spring. He's on campus his second time in South Bend. He also saw Notre Dame last fall. And a player who knows Notre Dame really well is Emmett Mosley, the fifth. Uh, obviously the son of Emmett Mosley IV and Cindy Mosley. His parents um, played at Notre Dame. His father uh, was a running back for the Irish. Um, gosh, I hope he was because I think that was before my time or someone's going to kill me. Uh, and then Cindy Mosley was um, you know, a, a baller um, for the women's soccer team, won the Heisman equivalent um, for women's soccer. So Emmett Mosley, four-star athlete prospect who Notre Dame likes at the receiver position. So that's just three names, Darren. We could spend a full show talking about these 2024 visitors on campus because, again, big-time list, and and everyone can check it out at blueandgold.com. Boy, it sure can't hurt the recruiting process when your 2024 quarterback spends a lot of time on this campus. And this is a situation, Mike. I mean, he wouldn't have to be here for the barbecue, but he is here to get to know the guys, help on the recruiting process. I mean, you can't ask for anything more, I would think, from a coaching staff standpoint to have your quarterback commit be this heavily involved in all things recruiting. C.J. Carr wanted to knock out his processes early, in large part due to he wanted to recruit. Like, he was really looking forward to helping build a class, so wanted to get in there early and, you know, recruit not only the 2024 class, but also 2023. Um, Like, I talked to Rico Flores. Uh, 2023 receiver committed to Notre Dame in early June, uh, early, or excuse me, early July. He told me that uh, he really clicked with, uh, you know, this player, this player. And then he mentioned C.J. Carr, the 2024 quarterback, not even in his class. Typically, we have this face of the class recruiter guys. It's that cycle. You know, if 2023 guy recruits 2023 players. C.J. is like, oh, I'm going to recruit all of them. He's probably going to recruit 2025 players next year. Um, so, yeah, C.J. Carr doing a phenomenal job. Class of 2024, State of Indiana. Are there many interesting prospects? Oh, yes. It's a really good class, Darren. And it's timely as well to bring this up because as we record this again, that barbecue is going on at Notre Dame with you know nearly 30 recruits, three big-time players from the state of Indiana. Mylon Graham from New Haven High School in the Fort Wayne area, unranked right now, but got offers from about this Notre Dame, Ohio State, picked up Alabama on Monday and Michigan. Just four offers from Mylon Graham, 6'1", 170 pounds. He picked up his offer from the Fighting Irish uh, back at Irish Invasion in early June. Tay Johnson uh, ranked as the number 74 player and number 11 receiver per the on-three consensus. He's got Notre Dame, Purdue, Michigan State, Indiana, um, and others on campus. Also a Fort Wayne player. Listed as a receiver, Notre Dame likes him there, but also likes him a lot at safety. Chris O'Leary is currently recruiting him. And as we record this, Notre Dame has not offered New Palestine, um, Indiana offensive lineman Ian Moore, all these guys in the 24 class, by the way. Um, but I've, I've got an inkling that the Irish may be close to offering more. And how often, Darren, does Notre Dame let out you know, in-state offensive linemen? I, I can't imagine it's too often. So, um, 6'6", 295, enlisted as an interior offensive lineman, nation's 131 player, number seven interior lineman, 
uh, Ian Moore, four-star and state player. You know, you got to thank Steyer Shaw for him. He'll be in pretty good shape again on campus. Also visited in April. He's got Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa. Pretty good offensive line schools on his list already, and do believe that Notre Dame will join it. If not today, then then sometime soon. Mike, let me test your memory from last year's barbecue. Did they hand out any offers or get any commitments? I mean, is this is this the type of event that could lead to something like that? I mean, if you'd asked me before the spring game a few months ago, would there, would there be any commitments? I was like, hey, you know what? You can always see one, but no one coming to mind. And then Brandon Davis Twain, defensive lineman from Michigan, pops to Notre Dame. And, you know, he wasn't even planning on it at all, and he just commits to Notre Dame. So you, you never know. There's no one at the top of my mind, um, but when you have this many targets on campus, you know, there, it's, it's not bad yeah. chances that Notre Dame is going to walk out of this with, with no commitments, if, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really good group. The Irish staff deserves a lot of credit for putting this thing together. I'm Darren Pritchett. He's Mike Singer. He is the Notre Dame football recruiting insider for Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Class of 2023, the safety position. Is there a need to add another player at that spot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Notre Dame offered Ben Minnick last week from Cincinnati, Lakota West High School. Now, here's kind of the deal at, at safety. You got a Don Schuler committed. I uh, pledged the Irish last uh, August, four-star player from New Jersey. Um, he's locked in with the Irish. Alabama, Georgia, A&M, all those schools offered him um, a few months back, but he, he set with, with the Irish. Uh, and then you got Peyton Bowen committed. And, you know, he's not completely shut down. You know, Peyton Bowen has, you know, got A&M and Bama and Oklahoma. And, you know, all these schools are after him. And then Notre Dame's been after Caleb Downs, a five-star safety. Um, but it does appear that he's leaning towards Alabama or Georgia more so than Notre Dame. So it does appear that Notre Dame wants to get to three safeties. And, again, you got Schuler, um, you got Peyton Bowen, um, but if they lose out on Downs, who's committing to a school on Wednesday, you know, Minnick's the guy it looks like they want for that third safety spot. And I'll also mention, Darren, if Bowen does go elsewhere, you don't want to get caught with your pants down. Now you got one safety committed. So Minnick is like a player that Notre Dame really wants, as well as being a good insurance policy, if that makes sense. So Minnick can't for Notre Dame at the end of June. Um, I was told ran a really good 40 time, measured well, all that stuff, you know, personality, good fit there. Um, and he's actually visiting campus on Wednesday. So you got Caleb Downs coming off the board and Ben Minnick visiting Notre Dame that same day. Um, I've got a prediction in for Notre Dame to land Minnick. I feel pretty good about it, but you, you never know. We'll see how it goes. But I do think that Notre Dame will beat out Oklahoma, um, offered him recently, Kentucky offered him recently, Stanford some of the schools in the mix. It seems like the last few weeks, Mike, Notre Dame and Ohio State are in the middle of a tennis match. They kind of take turns in the number one spot for the class of 2023. Now, up to the minute, I couldn't tell you who has the slight advantage between the two, but both schools are having an amazing run right now. And on our YouTube channel, you can see that Ohio State has a slight lead over Notre Dame and then Georgia and Alabama. Boy, I've never heard of those schools. So, I mean, we're getting deep into the process now. And I know for a lot of fans, Mike, I think they're heavily now invested in Notre Dame getting the number one class in 2023. At the end of the day, does it really matter? 
Eh, it, it's good publicity, I think, for Notre Dame to say, hey, we had the number one class in 23, and the fans really love the fact they could have the number one class. Is it realistic at this point? I want to first mention, like, does the number one matter? Like, in itself, being number one does not matter. Like, you don't get some extra no trophy? sparkles on your national championship trophy. <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't get a trophy. <laughs> There's nothing there. But, oh, stars matter. Yeah, they, they matter. Cause it matters because you're getting really good players. That's, that's the important part. If you're signing number one class, you're more likely to get really good players. Um, because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, you know, identify these elite recruits, and especially when they have 50 offer lists or you know, offer lists of 50 schools and they're six, seven, two eighty. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist. But you know, right now, Ohio State, per the on three consensus team football recruiting rankings, Ohio State has a score of 93.121. Notre Dame's at 93.111. So that is um, a difference of what is that point zero one between the two. So it's the uh, yeah the the margin there is razor thin. You got Georgia at ninety two point nine six nine. So they're very close as well um, at number three. So look, you know if Notre Dame landed like Dante Moore is a five star quarterback, you get Jason Moore. Defensive, no relation, J- Jason Moore, defensive lineman who ended up committing to Ohio State, borderline five-star talent. Then you're, you're getting closer to the top two, three discussion. I, I still think four to six is a optimistic um, viewpoint on it. You know, it's just I, I don't know how to – I think if, if you think Notre Dame is going to finish top three, like – that's that's very very optimistic it's just kind of tough to project like who's going to go where exactly where these chips fall but i think there's a decent shot notre dame signs its first top five class since what 2013 and you know the 2022 class finished number six my gut tells me right now they finish number six Hmm. um but i could very much see four or five um but you know just my roll of the dice would would say six I think, and again, it's a total guess. Yeah. Don't tweet me. Don't leave me nasty. Oh my god, I'm just throwing a guess out there. I don't know how this is gonna finish. I was gonna say up, I, but... I could give everybody your phone number if they just want to, you know, give you a call to <laughs> to give their opinion on this whole thing. I'd be or happy not. to to save you the trouble. Oh man, but but seriously, yeah, Mike, can... you know everything you said is exactly right. I think if you peel away a couple of layers in this conversation. The fact that Notre Dame is going toe-to-toe with Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, hey, Oklahoma, hey, hey, hey. and winning battles across the board, that's Michigan. the importance. Don't, don't, you don't need to bring in Michigan. I mean, they're not going toe-to-toe. With they're not battling Michigan for the same kid. They show up on the list a lot, I guess, it, is what I was based on. Yeah, they show up on the list, but, I mean, uh, Michigan's not really. It's, they're, 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 you know, they're in the mix, but, you know. I guess you could say they're battling Michigan, but they're they're recruiting at a little bit different level level right now. Yep. Michigan ranks number twenty four right now, um, with a you know score of eighty eight uh, compared to Notre Dame's ninety three, which is only five points. But five points are pretty big deal when they do slot separating the, the the two schools. So, um, but yes, I'm saying that kind of teasing the Wolverines, but. <laughs> 
Yeah, when you're recruiting against Ohio State, Notre Dame, excuse me, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, like, yeah, it's, it's a good conversation to be in. Do they get bonus points in the rankings if they get Osbury up the LSU campus? Ooh, that uh, – <laughs> Darren. So, Jade, I'm glad you mentioned him because he wasn't on the, the, uh, our, our list of things to talk about. Jaden Osbury is a four-star linebacker from Baton Rouge. His school's literally – like, I think he takes classes on LSU's campus. Like, it, it's right there. His dad played at LSU, works at LSU. He's announcing his commitment, uh, I believe it's August 4th, and Notre Dame's considered the team to be, oh, man, if that happens, <laughs> I am really looking forward to writing some articles about that one because people need to put in perspective just how crazy of a recruiting win that is. Hmm. Somebody in the family is going to get blamed if Notre Dame goes and gets a kid <laughs> off LSU's campus. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. Well, $1 still gets us a lot for all the information involving Notre Dame football, Notre Dame basketball on down the line. The deal continues. I'm telling folks, uh, it's not going to be here much longer. I think we got maybe a few more weeks of it, if that. Um, so $1 for one year, premium access at balloongold.com. So basically, if you like hearing my rambles here on Darren's show and on our YouTube page and whatnot, you, you, I think you'll like balloongold.com because it's this plus a lot more, and you get access to our um, community of thousands of Notre Dame fans, chop it up with them on our loose emoji board, read all the stuff that Patrick Angle, Tyler Horka, Todd Burlidge, and Ashton Pollard write on our site. Blue and Gold's definitely the place to be. There you go. Mike Singer, he's the best. Notre Dame football recruiting insider. Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. 632 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT.